This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Uh, Now we move on to another hot button topic, and that is foreign buyers of Canadian real estate. Uh, Recently, uh, BC moved to put a tax on foreign buyers. Uh, Real estate in Vancouver is out of control. Um, A lot of buyers are foreign, and uh, a lot of those properties uh, stay empty. Uh, So they just instituted that. There was a big drop in sales of homes to foreign buyers. Um, not sure if the if it was real or um, uh, there's some indication that maybe people just changed the closing dates uh, and that's what uh, resulted in the drop. So the question is, is that a, the, the word is that the big hot foreign buying market will now be Toronto. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are, are Zoomers out there hoping to sell their house for maybe more money because of that? Or is it just going to make it even harder for our children, nieces, nephews, grandkids to get into the housing market? Both the Bank of Nova Scotia and BMO have tightened restrictions on mortgages granted to foreign home buyers. Uh, but will that move do anything? Uh, how could it affect you? On the line now, we have Jeremy Cronick, who is the senior economist with the C.D. Howe Institute. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on. So what do you make of uh, this new reality? Do you see uh, the same kind of uh, insanity they have in Vancouver moving here? Well, I think, uh, like you mentioned, it might be a little too early to tell what the effect of that foreign buyer's tax was. Like you said, the you know, I think some of what you saw in the last month with the sales falling is likely just people moving to get in in advance of that foreign buyer's tax. So as more data comes in and we see uh, what the true effects are, we'll sort of be able to guess uh, what will happen in Toronto. And some of that will depend on uh, on what Toronto decides to do, what Ontario decides to do more broadly in terms of will they implement a similar tax here uh, and then what will happen after that. Maybe it'll move on to the next city and so on down the line. Um, I, I think the, the response to, to look into foreign buyers is very important. The effects, I think, it will have to be seen over time uh, on what that ex- exactly will mean. I mean, we don't exactly know what the foreign buyers buy in Vancouver. If they mostly buy the luxury properties, um, you know, if all they <laughs> it's do... It's all is- luxury properties. Right, yeah, exactly. At this point, you're right. They all are luxury properties. But even if we assume that there is somehow a, a middle-class set of housing, um, if all they do is instead of buying those luxury houses, they just buy up those, those you know, mi- what, what middle-class properties are left, then well, it'll the, drive the, up those Well, the properties prices. look middle-class. They don't cost middle-class. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But my point, I think, overall is we sort of, we're in a little bit of a wait-and-see uh, in terms of what the real impact of that tax will be and, and, and if it'll come to Toronto how Ontario will react. Uh, A couple of the big banks, as we said, have uh, moved to tighten restrictions on mortgages to foreign buyers. So my question is, uh, do do they get mortgages or do they just uh, pay cash? Well, I mean, so so what we saw, it's actually an income verification story was one of the big 
the, the big things that we saw that the, the banks like Bank of Montreal and Nova Scotia were not doing. So for us as domestic buyers, they look into all our sources of income. When it came to the foreigners, if you were above, I think it was 50% for Bank of Nova Scotia, 35% for BMO, they wouldn't, uh, you didn't have to sort of verify the, the foreign sources of income. So it created this unfair advantage uh, for foreigners. And I actually think in some ways that's a better approach than sort of a very broad foreign buyer's tax, because this is enforcing a common sense law. I mean, it should be the case that that banks are forced to verify where sources of income are coming for to stop things like money laundering or people just speculating on houses. I think this is a sort of a, a better, more targeted approach in, in some ways. Yeah, I mean, the, the situation uh, certainly in Vancouver is that you'd, you'd have college kids, uh, you know, coming in and right. buying these really expensive houses. Well, they didn't earn the money. Sure. Well, I mean, it's more than that because, in some, you know, in, in some cases you could argue that's not a bad thing if, if, uh, if you wanted those students who were, who were taking engineering programs to stay once they graduated. But just, I mean, it, you should be forced to know where income's coming for and from, who, whose income it, it is, and, and it should be reported on taxable income for those people. Uh, you know, in the next year, there was the story in the Globe about that guy who was flipping homes over and over again and wasn't forced to report any of the income. So, I mean, I think that the rules, certainly the rules that we have need to be enforced much better. Okay, uh, I think we have time for one call. Let's go to Maria in Toronto. Hello, Maria. Hello, Libby. How are you? And thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. I do agree that the foreigners should pay higher price for our property, and also they should pay higher um, uh, tax on, on the property. Um, yeah, that's what they're. You think uh, Vancouver is on the on the on the right track then? So why are we lagging behind? Well, the, it it wasn't really a, a problem here until now. I, is that right, Jeremy? Would you agree with that assessment? Well, for the longest time, we didn't have we didn't have any information on foreign buyers. Right? It was only recently that CMHC started collecting data on foreigners. So we now know. I think it's ten percent or something in Vancouver is made up of this foreign foreign buyers, but in Toronto, we, don't have, we didn't have the data. I'm not even sure that we have it yet. So once, once we know, then we can sort of assess what the right policy mix is. But again, we should be somewhat careful. Not everybody who's a foreigner who's buying a house is necessarily not doing it for the right reason. So that's why it's important to come up with those targeted policy responses. Okay. Um, Maria, thank you for your call. Uh, so uh, the other thing uh, that some people in Vancouver are saying, as and we, we only have a very short amount of time left, is mm-hmm. that that really one of the things they should have done is is an extra tax on vacant properties, because that's gumming up the works there. Yeah, I mean, so, so that, that, that's an argument as well to look at the vacancies between, uh, you know, because if, if if obviously the less vacancies you have, the sort of more pressures there are, upward pressures on on the prices. And, and, and I think the B.C. government uh, is going to look into that as well. And, and probably in the long run, the Ontario government will, uh, will as well. But I, again, I would, I would just, I would caution the sort of the, the approach that we're taking to the foreign buyers and, and whether or not, you know, also, if you think about Vancouver and Toronto, these are truly global cities in Canada. If you compare it to sort of the New Yorks and the Londons exactly. and the of the world, you know, not too many people in those places own semi-detached single-family homes uh, in the city, right? I mean, right, and nobody bats an eye if rich foreigners buy them. Right. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's the right approach necessarily to just do nothing. Certainly, like I said, better enforcement of the current laws. But we need to think about what's realistic for our global cities 
uh, as we move forward and what, what that means for, for ownership of homes uh, in, you know, the specific types of homes that really are in demand. Um, and, and that's going to be key going forward. Okay. Jeremy Cronick, Senior Economist with the C.D. Howe Institute. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very us. much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.